0: To imagine me and Utena, a revolutionary girl Utena podcast. I'm Panda. I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host Alice. How you doing, Alice?
1: Well, I'm halfway through she so I'm doing pretty great.
0: We had a mini she podcast before this recording started. <laughs> I don't I'm not gonna do it though. I'm not gonna subject our listeners to she because we are about to put out an episode where we just talk about
1: Evangelion the whole time. If but... you would like us, if you would like me to do that, however. Uh, please tweet at us and I will do it. Welcome
0: on your She-Ra podcast,
1: Alice. Yeah, I'll be the host and you'll be the co-host. <laughs>
0: how the turntables. <laughs> so We're here to talk about everyone's favorite blue boy, Alice's Hispondo, Mickey. And here to help us talk about that is our new friend from the empty movement Discord. Chloe, how you doing, Chloe? I'm doing pretty good. So let's just start off. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your history with uh, Revolutionary Girl Utena?
1: Yes, it's very traditional.
2: Okay, so my friend and I, I'm going to go ahead and name drop him. Hope that's okay. My friend Luke and I f- first watched uh, Utena and around, around the time I finished high school. Uh, he found it, the weeb that he is, and he started watching it. And he was like, he got to the like, end of student council arc. And he was like, Chloe, you got to download this. We've got to watch it together. And I'm like, alright. I'll give it a shot. I love you. I'll give it a shot. So we watched it, and we got through two <laughs> episodes. And I was like, it's it's really slow. I'm not that much of a weeb, so I was like, it's really slow. What are we going into here? What's going on? And then we hit the end of the student council arc. Uh, the episode where uh, Utina loses against well, he's, he's, he she loses against Toga, and loses Anthy, and from then on, I was completely invested. It hit really close to home, mm-hmm. and it it went it went on to be like our favorite anime together. It became really important for us. Aww. Um, and it it just it, it's one of those animes where like I'm not super big into anime, but I I appreciate a good anime when it comes around, and. It's really stuck with me through the years. I mean, it hasn't been that long since i have seen it the first time, but we wat we I rewatched it with him for this podcast. Oh, and did you
1: rewatch just, all of it?
2: It was just as good. Yes, we 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 binge watched it. We did like three episodes a day for like a week, and finished wow, it.
0: <laughs> so I could take my notes. <laughs> That's great. How was your uh, experience rewatching it this time? Rewatching it, so usually when I don't rewatch shows, rewatching
2: shows for me is really uh, like always a slog it's always like man i gotta get through this one part that i hate and i hate this show i hate this part of the show so i don't want to do it but then we're watching utana it's like oh my goodness look at this detail we didn't notice the first time we watched it and now we're watching it a second time binge watching it and this detail here is a lot more like oh my god we missed this and look at it right here in our face and it wasn't a slog. Um, first watching Utana, it was like, you know, the um, the Black Rose arc was like the worst arc for me. For me, it was like, here we go, student council, and then we're going to go off on this side route that goes nowhere. Why do we even watch these 10 episodes of Black, Black Rose? What's going on? Why didn't we just skip that? And then rewatching it, I was like, man, I'm going to get to the Black Rose saga, and it's going to be a slog, and I'm going to be bored, and it's going to be like, why am I wasting my time? I didn't feel that way at all. Um, It felt like it had a lot more significance the second time around, when you know where it's going, and you know what's going on, and you can focus on other things, and not focus on necessarily what the unknowns are, and where the plot is going, you know what happens, and it wasn't a slog, and it was such a joy to rewatch it.
0: Yeah, I always say that Utena is a series that you have to watch twice because the first time you watch it, you kind of have to just let everything wash over you and accept that you're just on this wild journey, you and this TV show. And then when you watch it the second time, you can actually really, like, delve into it because you're not worried about, like, what the fuck is going on? yeah. Yeah. Did uh? Did your opinion on anything change watching it the second time as opposed to like previous times? <sighs> did it? Um. No. <laughs> well. That's okay. No, no.
2: No. Slash. Yes. Slash. It tried and failed to. Um. So rewatching it the the first the second time. Uh, a few years had passed. Like four years, three years, four years ish had passed between my two watchings of it, and. Am I allowed to like spoil what else I'm gonna be on this podcast for? Because Sure. Um so when I first watched it into high school, uh Luke and I were like, man, uh Anthony, you know, Utena, man, we relate to them really hard and we related it really hard to our platonic relationship. We didn't see them as lesbians. We we did not. We just did not. That was not what was on our mind. Second time watching it was after the debacle I had, where I got called out for not seeing them as lesbians (laughs) when it was like it was like okay alright so we're gonna go back into watching it and it was like now re-watching it Luke was like I can see now where everyone's getting the lesbian vibes from you know it's been a few years we're not as naive to these things I can see where the vibes are I can see where it's coming off from which we totally missed when we watched the first time
0: But it can be a little subtle but that being
2: said I still don't see them as... I, I, I still don't relate to them as them being lesbians. It's never been a big... Like, I, I can see... I'm not blind. I see it. I see it, and I... You know what? You want to see them as that? That's great. I completely 110% support it, but that's not how I read it, and that still isn't how I read it, even after seeing it, and even after seeing all the clues and all of the little hints and all the little nods and all the little... You know, all the little... Um, parts of the show where it hints that the relationship is being not just friends but that if I admit to myself that it ends up being they're not just friends that takes away the importance of the anime to me so it's kind of like I'm gonna stand here against it
0: (laughs) well and that's the thing that I love about this show is that like it means so much to people and it can mean so much to people in like different ways everybody has their like Utena is such a personal experience to watch and even like if you're sharing it with like another person like watching it with a friend and stuff like it's still like there's so much there it's such an intensely personal experience
1: yeah like we've also kind of made it a point on here with several times to be we've had people who have very disparate views on the same exact material and one of the things I like that we do is that like, we sort of, we let people kind of, we give people, we try to give people a platform to have their takes in a sort of environment where it's going to be listened to and give a little bit of time. Like I I could see that where like, you're really attached to an initial reading um, and in a, in a subsequent reading as well, because of kind of personal reasons, especially Um, I definitely get, I definitely feel that like, I I get that with Mickey, actually, that some of my reading of Mickey now is more about my initial reading of Mickey. And even though I can see what other people say and I'm like, yeah, there's some merit to that. I'm a lot of my reading of him is still kind of stuck in there for kind of personal reasons.
0: Which I guess sort of leads into our next question a little bit, which is uh, who is your favorite character? Because I don't think it's Mickey, even though you're here to talk with us about Mickey.
2: Well. Mickey was my favorite going in, like going into the show when you first showed the cast. It's, it's Mickey. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm, I'm always, I'm always for the, like the intelligent characters. And then he's blue and blue's my favorite. So it was, it was, it was like, oh, well, here's my favorite character of the show. Here we go. But as much as I love him, I have to say that I'm, I'm, he's probably my favorite character just in him existing but like he's not my favorite arc he's not my favorite character okay. arc he's not my favorite um doll songs uh he's not my favorite um like plot device character but he's probably my favorite in just I guess overall like um I love him interacting with the other characters I love when he's around I love what he adds to the show but he's he's I, I, I do love myself some Utena. I, what can I say?
0: <laughs> it, <laughs> you know, I mean, she's a good girl. Utena is. I love Utena all the
2: characters. Cool. To say to say that I love any of the characters more than... I love them all for different reasons. Uh, the whole show is like, you know, it's such a complex show, and everyone gets out of it what they want to get out of it, and I think all of the characters really aid that. It's always like, here's a show you can really like, and here's a cast of characters, and you can... Like, every single one, because almost every single one has some sort of nuance to them, even if they're only in the show for, like, 30 seconds. We have a whole arc dedicated to a character you've seen once, and they're going to go do a dole, and you're going to feel what they feel. And that just speaks a lot to the whole show as a whole, and I really like it that way.
0: Yeah, it's like, and all of the characters are so different and complicated that it's easy to just sort of like find the one that like you latch on to but um you said mickey started out as your favorite is he still your favorite
2: i think so i think even though like going over the series again i found myself not as excited to see him as i was the first time around yeah i still think he's my favorite overall I'm still, like, always... I'm always happy to see him. I'm always happy to see him. I'm always happy to see, happy to see his little stopwatch.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> the stopwatch. Oh, we've talked a lot about the stopwatch.
1: Yeah, like... I'm kinda, I kind I feel that. Like, I still really like him. He's not my favorite. He wasn't really necessarily ever my favorite favorite. Like, has always been my real favorite. But... I've always, I still like him. And even after well, having watched the show like three or four times um, so far, like he's just, he is likable in a way that some of a lot of the other characters aren't. And that he's, well, he's not Sayo G. You know, Well, the bar is yeah. not high here.
0: Yeah. Like, as much as I love this show, we got some real shitheads in this cast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's, our, he's our pure cinnamon roll.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say that he's as pure, but comparatively, kind of like his, his Mickey's flaws are the flaws of a fourteen-year-old boy who has zero role models who aren't like Toga, and has very bad family relationships. So he's to, to so with that in view. He's doing pretty good.
0: Yeah, I mean, compared to the rest of the student council, he's. Uh... He's not as harmful, but he does sort of fall victim to his own, uh, his own flaws and his own, like, inability to sort of see the full picture sometimes.
1: You know, I've kind of... So, this is a good segue into a thing I was, I was actually talking, I was sort of, like, talking myself through what I was probably going to talk about here, but, um... -hmm podcast rehearsal yeah oh kind of but um <laughs> i actually whenever we do character podcasts i I usually go through um at least an hour of, of scarlet field discourse so i know what i'm gonna say but um Aww. mickey was one of the things that interested me about him was that mickey really attaches himself to two diametrically opposed people toga and jury I mean, Jury is kind of his only friend until kind of Utana and Anthony that we kind of that we that we know of, and it's interesting to me how he he really seems to try to model himself to be more like them, even though they are radically different. And sometimes I wonder how aware he is of just how different they are.
2: Yeah, that was the the other thing that drew me to him is that. Um... Luke's her character in Utena is Jury. So, of course, we see these two characters and they're two friends. And, oh my goodness, here is the, the friend OTP of the series of Mickey and Jerry. Where's their spinoff? Are they going to be friends together?
0: I would watch a sitcom spinoff about Jerry and Mickey getting an apartment together.
2: <laughs> I want to see alternate universe where it's the all the characters in the badminton scene at the end Mm -hmm. together as friends going to a normal high school (laughs) i want to see it so bad for them i want my children to be happy
1: with shinji akari rising style spinoff win? please (laughs) that's actually one of my favorite scenes um the badminton one yeah because it's just there's something really just affirming and fulfilling yeah. about watching that scene it just feels it so, makes you feel so, nice it's inside
2: so, it's so genuine and then you get your heart ripped out <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It, it like it Primes really you up for that. it really underscores the point that like not only are jury and like that Utsuna has kind of made f- friends with everybody that he she has fought and they're all kind of in a way closer to each other now like jury and Mickey were always friends, but we're getting to see them like be sort of genuine and open and just not they don't have the shadow of like the whole revolution thing over them. they're just themselves, and it's just really nice, though of course that's not the only one that Mickey attaches himself to
2: i okay i rewatching this show it was it was always really painful to see toga appear with mickey i never really saw him as as much as attaching himself it, because like mm-hmm. M- M- mickey's whole arc because mickey is, ends up being the youngest of the main student council aside from um non i'm gonna, I'm gonna pronounce all, Naname, thank you aside from her he's, he's the youngest of the student council so he ends up being the most uh unformed he, he's still, like, you know, on the cusp of being a teenager. You know, he's intellectually, he's probably, he's leaps and bounds above everybody else. But he's socially not. He's still trying to find himself. And so he's put up with these other student council members. And right off the bat, he loses um, um, Psyonji, like, right into the series. He's gone for half the series. You don't see him again for a while. So, in Mickey's life, you have two characters who he's regularly with, and that's Jury and Toga. And to- he has himself not... he's, like, forcibly attached to Toga. Toga forces his way into Mickey's life. Mickey would probably be fine without him, but Toga always shows up to try to corrupt him. And Mickey's whole arc is him trying to be, like, true to what he is... In the face of what toga is trying to make him out to be like in his first duel you know he's been geared up by toga toga's like you gotta take what you want all those people are gonna take it from you and he's all yeah power and then he goes to fight Utana, and who's watching the duel it's a jury and jury's commenting on everything like you know this isn't like him this isn't you know how i like to see him act and it gets more painful when you see him the in, in later episodes where it's like it's more Toga appearing and telling him to take what he wants, and even more than that, it's now his sister telling him to take what he wants.
0: Yeah, Toga is horribly manipulative towards Mickey.
1: There, there's a difference between the kind of taking what you want that the, the Kozue and Toga kind of do, but with Toga, like in a We've talked a lot about how Usna, as a show, like is kind of about abuse and about like the ways that our relationships go sour, and it's interesting to me to see that how Toga is kind of recreating, not entirely but partially recreating his own trauma in Mickey. He is trying to, like you said, corrupt. It's not that it's it's that's a pretty good word choice. He's trying to make Mickey more like him like he was made like him
0: and you know honestly like i don't even i wouldn't even say that toga realizes that's what he's doing because yeah like, i'm not sure he does either it's just uh it's just a side effect of his trauma is and like and that's not uncommon for people who have survived abusive situations to well, he's turn not, around he's not sitting and, there
1: thinking yes i'm going to corrupt the the, the innocent 14 year old boy
0: I-, I meant it more like thinking like, oh, well, this happened to me, so I'm going to do it to somebody else.
1: Yeah, I think it, 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 in his mind, he was probably framing it more in line with somebody should show him how the world really is. Because obviously he has no clue. Yeah. Which he's right. Like Mickey and Kosaway neither of them really know how to be adults because their well, dad. Well, they've been pretty sheltered yeah, their dad obviously doesn't give a shit about them and they've been super sheltered. Like, uh, you know, like, of course they both go awry in different ways, and honestly, if we're being real here, in very gendered ways, but like, they yeah. go awry because they don't know how else to be. Like, they're 14 and they have zero role models. What, what else were they going to do, you know?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, Co- Way even says, we're wild, a- we're wild animals. and Yeah. And in the final episode of them and their duel. And it's, it's obvious when you see, like, I'm looking at my notes here. I'm sorry. I took a lot of notes that I no, want to No, please first. feel free.
1: Yeah,
2: absolutely. It, it's like Mickey, you know, he, he doesn't really know how the world works at all. Like it's, 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 it's a jury in, in Cosway who like, who see his piano teacher, who, it's giving off very bad vibes and very hinted at, um, you know, abuse going on. And it's them who chase him off because they pick up on it. And they're like, you know, Jerry's jury's like, why would you do that? And Kozawa's like, oh, I can't let anyone hurt Mickey. And it's like, Mickey is totally oblivious to it. Yeah, even though bless his heart. He he doesn't pick up on any of it. I don't think he picks up on it from Toga either. And even if he, 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 but at the same time, you know, even though he doesn't pick up on that, he's like right on the ball the first time he's in the car. He's like, oh my God, I know exactly who you are, end of the world. And it's like, of course he picks up on that and not on like the implications of what's going on around him because, you know, emotionally, socially, he's 14. Or so, and he's being thrown into these, you know, he's grades and grades ahead of everybody else. His brain is, like, way out there, but, you know, he's very immature. And I think that also shows in, like, his his naive attraction to Anthe, where he's like, she's so pure. And it's like, when you, when you watch, you're like, oh my god, he's... He don't don't do don't do this to us, Mickey. But then you realize that like, it's just his age. He doesn't really have anything else to go on. It's not you know he could probably learn and grow from this, and he kind of does. Like he he has to learn that you know, Anthe is her own person, and you know, what purity is, isn't what it's all cracked up to be. Mm-hmm. But you know he still he has to learn that he can't come into it you know with his background with what he's been thrusted into knowing what's going on like that he's he's fourteen with a bunch of sixteen and seventeen year olds
0: and none of them have good coping mechanisms so like there was no hope for him if that's who he's hanging out with all the time.
1: Speaking of the last duel, because you've made a good point here. With the whole idea of his idea of purity, which is something that like basically everybody brings up and I have too. Like we, we know that his ideas about purity, quote unquote, are kind of garbage. They're the kind of garbage that when it happens – when it's a 14-year-old is understandable and a product of the environment they're raised in and what else – they? how else would they be with the, all the media and whatever available to them? Whereas in a 28-year-old, it's like, yikes, my dude. Um, and I wonder if I've, – I've always read the last duel – the scene after the last duel when like the, the – when Vicky is sort of picking up the pieces with the, um, with the birdhouse as this kind of – this lesson of the f- fragility and really sort of the fakeness of this code that he has constructed piecemeal for other people – and it's it's a loss of innocence in the sense that he has lost this understanding – like his – what he thought was an understanding of purity, quote-unquote. And it's good that he lost it, but it doesn't mean it's any less of a kind of cataclysmic, tragic event because he's lost something that helped him understand the world, and he doesn't necessarily have anything to replace it with.
2: Yeah. Um, Mickey um, – so the end of his duel – Utena comments on his sword that he used being a child sword or like a kid sword or a toy sword. She says something like that, and it's like, oh, and then, um, him picking up the pieces. It's like a release. Um, Mickey, I, I went kind of conspiracy theory here, but all of the, all of the student council, um, except kind of Cyanji, but I kind of finagled away in how he fits into it they all have birds related to them which i think makes sense we all know what they say when they go up on the elevator but mickey especially has a lot of birds associated with him uh when he does his flashback at the start of the series there's birds in cages around him in his flashback you know and then the final duel it's this it's these two baby birds in a nest with no parents to be found that they have to raise,
0: yeah. Because you know, uh, of of all things, Usana is known for the subtlety of its imagery.
1: And There's it, so much Yannick imagery in U- Usana.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I wasn't going there, but also I yeah, just, like
1: just, it, the imagery <laughs> in Usana is just like it's less imagery and more like visual cudgels that just Ikehara is trying to beat you with. <laughs> <laughs> Open your like you're it's like wrong. that scene from A Clockwork Orange where they like keep his eyes open. That's basically what's going on when you're watching Utena, He's like holding your eyes open with vices, with little things. He's like, look at it. Look at it.
0: Yeah. That's how I feel when Ikohara is forcing me to watch Utena while I'm strapped to a chair. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we started this podcast. It's a secret origin story. <sighs>
1: Yeah, so, you know, update update your fanfictions. That's the new lore.
0: Update the wiki.
1: God, I always wish we had a wiki.
0: Someone please make a wiki so I can remember what I say on this show.
1: <laughs> but, um, hmm. Oh, gosh, I lost the point out there. Go ahead. It,
2: it, so, like, you have you have Mickey and you have um, Way as baby birds in a nest. And then... Each of the other student council members have birds associated them in some way or another. You have Naname's egg. You have Toga with a cat. Uh, you know, cats eating birds.
0: I was going to say, that. that's not a bird. I, it, I don't know
2: a bird, lot about birds. It manipulates birds and eats them. And in Jury, you have the, the Java Sparrow that hits the window. Oh, yeah. And, dies. and then you have her doll. Well, not her, her doll. You have, um, she already stole with the, with the birds. And then um, Sionji, this is like the long shot conspiracy of my theory. Conspiracy part of my theory. <laughs> but um, he makes the little pin for um, Wakaba. Well, yeah. And it looks like a leaf, but it could also be a feather. And I'm sticking I think to I it. did
0: mistake it for a feather in one episode. <laughs>
2: And I'm like, they're all birds because they're all chicks and they don't have to, you know, crack the, the shell. And it's like, look at all the different stages of birdum we have here. We have like the egg, we have the chick, we have we have no bird, we have the eaten bird. But none of them are the adult bird because none of them have
0: grown up. Yeah, they're in a, an arrested, a state of arrested development.
1: So I have a question and this is for both of you but Chloe first. Do you think that Nikki and Casey's relationship is salvageable?
2: I think I th- they, both, they they both obviously care about one another even if in the show it it feels like, you know, they've lost something and it feels like they're on completely different pages but I think I think it is. I want to be the optimist. I think, you know, deep down, they both, even though they're going in completely different directions, they're going on different paths in their
0: life, I think it is. And I, and I think I'm going to have to agree with you there. Like, I think it's it wouldn't be easy. I think that, like, they've got a long road of therapy ahead of them if they do want to salvage their, their relationship as siblings. But, like, I don't yeah i don't think it would be hopeless like they're still young and they still in theory have so much to learn and so much room to grow and i don't think that their childhood mistakes would have to define them forever
1: i'm middle of the road on it like i feel like you really could go either way um because, I certainly
0: feel like it could go in a direction where it's not salvageable, but just, like, from where it is, yeah. I feel like
1: there's the potential. The the the, the last confrontation they have at the birdhouse after the duel, I don't know, like, it, that feels sort of final and climactic in a way. And, like, sometimes things feel that way and they aren't, like, a lot of times. But yeah, that one really does, like... It is a completely – because it's really for both of them. It is the shattering of their respective attempts. Like Kozue and Mickey both want to be able to connect with each other and other people without – like they want to be able to go and grow up without losing each other. And I feel like part of that duel is about how they can't, not at least not in the way that they are. They have their relationship to each other, the fact that like – for their whole childhood they were the only the other ones like entire world sort of that has to die before they can leave like it i mean w- the egg has to you know the bird the chick must crack the egg or else it will die kind of thing like that's yeah. what's going on like they they cracked that egg and it's it's necessary but because it happens the way it does part of me wonders if that's can you really you can't go back but would you be able to forge something new? Because Nick, Mickey, and Cosmo don't really have anything. Like they, they've lost the ability to hide in their respective illusions about what they can do and what they can't do, as well as the whole they could constantly rely on each other to do to be there, in the way that they want them to be there. They can't do that anymore, but they don't have anything to replace it with.
0: And that's the thing is they're going to have to learn how to forge relationships that aren't like that because they they both clearly are having difficulties forging any sort of like platonic or otherwise relationships outside of their bond with each other because of how tumultuous all of that is and how they haven't really... Yeah, they, like we said, they're, they've been sheltered and they've sort of been each other's only support systems. I mean, so all, they don't really know what they're doing.
1: All of Mickey's non-Toga friends that we know of are basically are really less friends and more like surrogate big sisters. And maybe that's because mm-hmm. he's young, you know, and that people yeah treat him he like is younger other. than all of them. So maybe it's that. Yeah,
0: they they, they,
2: they see him and they want to scoop him up because he's a small cinnamon child. That's how I feel when I no see Coke Mickey.
0: Is
1: there. <laughs> yeah, because, like, I mean, Utsuna is so much more, like, Utsuna tries to eventually kind of tries to, be, like, kind of reach out to everyone she duels, except kind of for, except for Sanji, And she does it way quicker with Mickey and, and more frequently, like, hangs out with him. And I don't know, like, I, I don't know if that's because he's learning how to be a friend or if it's just... Utina is like s- sistering the shit out of him because it's just in her nature to pick up lost toys.
0: Well, I think that there is an element there of Utina being one of the first people that Mickey has gotten close to in any way who doesn't really have any ulterior motives with him. Like even even though he and Jury appear to be pretty good friends like she's still one of his like oh what's the word i'm looking for i don't want to say rivals but I mean, like rival, they're competitors they're competitors they're both competitors in the in the dueling game and so even though like they're still friends like there's still like there's a little bit of uneasiness there still at least like i don't know in my opinion uh, it seems like they're not quite like they haven't gotten to where they actually are friends without there being like the possibility that there's some sort of ulterior motive, yeah. especially because Jury is so guarded all, all of the time because that's who she is as a person. Yeah, like- but Utena just comes up to Mickey and it's just like a pure beam of sunshiny friendship and doesn't really expect anything of him other than him to be nice to her
1: yeah like like jury like mickey and jury are close as they can be but jury's got a lot of like stuff to deal with and mickey isn't able like isn't able to approach her in the way that he would if she didn't have that because he doesn't have the social skills to whereas Utsun doesn't have that baggage is able to just like you know be chill and he's pretty cool and he's like absolutely he's just swept up into the sort of like someone is nice to me and doesn't want it doesn't want anything out of me or is it like i don't have any soup tons of baggage with yeah i kind of like one thing with with mickey that kind of came up a little bit in the, in the cozaway episode we did i'd like to see where y'all sort of takes on this is the sort of like where mickey does this he kind of he's a little such shamey but i've always yeah one thing that's occurred to me recently is that in a lot of ways like he and Kozaway, I feel like they both do that where they have this sort of like where they are interfering in each other's relationships with because they see those relationships as bad and they're both kind of right like you know Mickey sees the relationships that kozaway has as unhealthy and he's kind of right like she Kozuei has issues whereas Kosowe sees this teacher being predatory and this guy has to be dealt with and she's totally right as far as we know this guy kind of is a predator and Mickey is too blind to see it and I I I feel like a lot of their problems are sort of like the same problem but just two different manifestations does that sound right oh to absolutely you know? yeah.
2: yeah i i saw them as being as like even though they they may not like Um, be as close as, like, Mickey either believed them to be or wants them to be or thought they were at one point, they still seem to be looking out for one another, even if Mickey's isn't super-duper good. Mm -hmm. He's still there. He's still trying to be like, you know, I need to look out for my sister, and she's still like, I need to look out for my brother, which is why I think their relationship, even at the end of that, is salvageable, because they're 14 and like as a 14 year old the things that are really big and the things that you know ruin your friendships aren't usually that big and I think in like in the context of like real life I think they would definitely be able to patch it up I mean you know there's a a lot of dramatics in Utena that I think could easily be patched up in time if with the right support you know
0: yeah, and like think, you, you hit it on the head with the the real problem being they're fourteen.
2: <laughs> like they're all they're all teenagers. These are all teenager problems that have been thrusted into a very bigger scope. But if you look at it as less of a literal story and more of like a metaphor, it's all like, look at all these teenager problems, and they're going to go be adults, and it's not going to really matter as much anymore. And I think. You know, as they get order, as you know, as Mickey hopefully learns that hey, slut shaming is bad, and it's okay to be you know concerned about your sister, and it's okay to be you know to want the best for her. There's better ways to go about it, mm-hmm. and but like the fact that he even cares, I think, is a good step. I mean, it's better than him not caring at all.
1: Yeah, like I feel like a lot of his whole slut shaming thing and his whole prudery is less about. It's consciously what he wants to do is look out for her and be there for her and do what he feels like is he's supposed to do as a brother. He just – his understanding of relationships is so messed up that, like, he can't he, – he doesn't know what to look for. And so he's not wrong, but he doesn't know how to express it in that way. He doesn't know why he's right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it's like his parents are divorced – and it's like that's already a, like gonna be a red flag for him with la- relationships. And then look at all of his role models. Like even like any of them, any of the relationships in this in this whole anime are bad. They're not healthy relationships. He has no role model to go on to. You know he can he can try to forge friendships and he should, but. Everything else is kind of like he has to do it on his own. There's not really much else he can follow. He has to. He it's what he makes of it, and he has some guidance, but he also has, like you know, the really bad path to go down to. I mean, him and, and Ko- Kozue, or just a few steps from him, and uh, just a few steps from Toga and Naname. and just a few steps from Akio and Anthe, and it's it's like. He can, he can turn off and he can salvage it and he can do better. And he cannot go down that path and he has to realize that, and he has a lot of time to realize that. You know, he's a lot younger than everybody else and he he can grow up real fast. You know, he's obviously smart enough to realize these things.
0: And all, I think on the the slut shaming front, like if we step back and like look at it from like sort of a meta textual sense. Like, there's, oh, I don't want to say a lot, but, like, there is a bit of pervasive slut-shamey attitude in Utsuna as a series, yeah. like, with characters who are posited as being in the right slut-shaming. I mean, I, like, Utsuna does a lot of slut-shaming in the movie, where, like, she's... uh. She gets really upset about uh Anthe and what the Rose Bride does with the engaged. Like it's, I think it's sort of a reflection of like the cultural mores of the people, or like making the product, making the show, making the movie, making the manga. Because I mean. It's only fairly recently that slut shaming has been considered a bad thing by a lot of people and there're still plenty of people who for whom the uh dominant cultural narrative about slut shaming is that no like sluts are bad and so shaming them is okay and shaming sexual behavior is okay. Also
1: like with Utsuna especially Utsuna itself as a like metatextually as a as a as a piece of fiction is it just sort of it's it's less prudish about sex and more like like what we usually think of when we think slut shaming, it's more like true. It okay, so go with me here, play with me in this space. I, I feel like Utana as a series approach to sexual everything is this almost damaged kind of the way it, they they remind me of the way um you might approach sex. From a position of this is used, this was used to hurt me and uh, people I know, and so it's like it's like that purity becomes less of a abstraction and more of a guardedness against the almost inevitability of someone is going to hurt you with it or use you.
0: Yeah, I think that that is like that seems to be something that both Mickey and Cosway are very fearful of is that someone is going to use the other uh like Mickey is scared that someone's going to use Kozaway and Cosway is scared that someone's going to use mickey and i think that sometimes that can blind them to when they themselves are actually being used
1: mm-hmm. like they're the, the the sad part about it is they're not even wrong like yeah people definitely want to people right next to them want to do that but they like they're so they're they're so obsessed with the idea that they can't see the reality of it actually happening which is just incredibly ironic and honestly pretty sad
0: they have teenager tunnel vision
1: yeah let's see so do you, you think of any big thing that we that we haven't really t- touched on yet chloe? yeah uh
0: chloe is there anything in your notes that you maybe wanted to talk about that we haven't really touched on um it's okay if the answer is no <laughs> <laughs>
2: um i think i think we got it all so i, I just want to make
0: sure did. that we weren't missing something if mm-hmm. there was anything else that you uh wanted to talk about with
1: mickey i do think it would be a good idea if nothing else to sort of as a summation all of that being said on a gut level how do you f- like how do you feel about him like think with all that in mind can you like can you like mickey as unreservedly as you can like utana uh
2: yes (laughs) uh short answer yes uh long answer yes i want to protect him um you know like i related a lot to Mm -hmm. him uh you know growing up you know i was always like the kid who was like super duper smart and you know on an intellectual, like, academic basis, I may have been super-duper above peers, but to what cost? It was like, you know, I-, I might be able to do all of this classwork, no problem, but then it's like, socially or emotionally, it was like a stunted growth. Like, a, you know, and it's hard for me not to see him and not super relate to that and not be like, you know, you have very naive beliefs now, buddy, but... You're going to grow up and you're going to see things, like, better, hopefully. And I want you to grow up and see things better. And you you totally still can be true to yourself and not turn into, like, a manipulative person like Toga. You can still be this sweet person that everyone else around you sees. You know, you can still be, you know, a person who, you know, wants to look out for his sister, wants to look out for your friends and you can still you know be that person despite the bad things that go around that go on around you you know and i super relate to that and it's you know i see him and i want i want him i want the end of that badminton thing to end with them all going out and being you know not In the Utana anime, (laughs) and just be like in like an like 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 a normal teenager anime where they're all friends and they're all just hanging out, and like I want to see him grow more into being like man, maybe I shouldn't be so you know caught up in this purity thing. What is purity? You know, you're smart enough to understand that, you know. And even though everyone else calls him pure, it's like what does that even mean? And he can you know you can you can figure that out buddy you can become a really good person and a really good friend i want you to
1: <laughs> yeah I, I i really get that like i i kind of i, I like when i first started watching the show um i identified with mickey in a lot of ways um especially before i figured the whole gender thing out because that was even another layer that i kind of because i also was kind of like that and had a sister and um like gosh like i really identified with the yeah the same thing where like he doesn't have those social skills even he can do classwork and he can do book learning stuff and he can't it's it's like you're really good in a very narrow range and you're very good in that narrow range but once you get out of that into a social situation you just lose all the acumen and how disorienting and frustrating that is and I really identified with that. I also kind of identified with having a sister and wanting to do right by them and not knowing how, because I I felt like that a lot, you know, like, I mean, I didn't do it in the way that Mickey does it, obviously, but I, that core desire, I understood like to wanting to be a good sibling. And what does it even mean to be a good sibling?
2: I think, I think he's on, on, but by the end of the series, I think he's on the cusp of that question, because he goes into his last duel, asking, you know, he he he's rebelling against like his parental figures, and he's like, um, "I'm not gonna listen to the adults who just tell us what to do with no reason." And it's like you're you can extend that thought to your own thoughts, and like, why do you think these things? And like, you know, I think he's on the cusp. I think I think if he if 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 the if the anime like continued on to show more of how they ended up. I mean, like, I always took the the last few minutes of the Utena anime where it's showing all of the characters doing their thing. I always kind of found him teaching um, the Swabuki. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't get the names right. No, you said um, I mean, it right. All, oh, I mean,
1: Manservant as... I, man
2: <laughs> I always found it really uplifting. Like, he's passing this torch that he has come to this realization and that he can grow up now and he can move on and he can become better. Like he has all the tools now, you know, he can be friends with Jerry, you know, he can be a good brother. He can be a better brother than he was before and not be manipulated by Toga. He, he, he has all of the things in his, in, in to do these things. It's such a, like I always took it as a big uplifting thing. Like he's, he's moving on in a good way. It's what he deserves. It's what they all
0: deserve.
1: <laughs> it's true. One last question. Panda. Alice. As a fellow twin, do you find any of his twinness relatable?
0: Um. Well, my relationship with my sister and Mickey's relationship with Cosway are not very... No. S- <laughs> the, the, they're, they're not very similar I in any not. way. Like, they, there's not even any sort of, like, similar dynamic there like we neither of us is very much like either of those characters and so the the only like I don't know I guess there is sort of like a little bit of protectiveness that's like like people are pretty protective of their siblings and since my only sibling is my twin sibling I can only really speak to that experience but like there is something about Growing up with someone who is like the same age as you your entire life and is there the whole time, that is like you you do want to be very protective of them. And I can see I can see where Mickey and Kozaway are both coming from because they just really care about each other, but they are both in need of a lot of therapy and help with communication. And so they can't really be the best siblings to each other that they need to be. But like, you can tell that their intentions, at least towards each other, are good, even if maybe they don't execute those intentions in the best way.
1: I think that we have mickeyed ourselves out here
0: we still have um we still have a little we have enough time to go into the Utna and anthe thing if uh i know we talked about that earlier when you were talking about your history with the show uh if you had more that you wanted to touch on about that
1: yeah like if you if you want a five minute soapbox we are very happy to accommodate you on that one
0: Because we right. uh, we put out we just mentioned offhand in an episode uh, where we were talking about Uten and Anthe's relationship that we would be interested in hearing from somebody that didn't see them as a romantic couple, and uh, Yasha pulled through like a day later.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm here to I am here to serve you on that.
0: You um, you mentioned. Uh, getting some hate online about yeah. that and yeah. i i hate that that happened and i wish i could say that i was surprised but people people take fandom stuff very seriously it's, sometimes in a way that
2: it's it's a personal show to everybody uh, and you know the way i phrased it there are probably things i could have phrased better it it was it was, a, it was It's always kind of frustrated me, you know, to to see when I watched Utina to see it always framed as a lesbian show. That doesn't mean it's not valid. Mm -hmm. It's just a frustration I have.
0: Um, Well, I can understand if that's not your experience with the show, but that's the the dominant narrative surrounding the show. I have plenty of shows where, like... I enjoy the show, but then I find out that the fandom really enjoys something about it that I'm just not into, and it makes it really yeah. difficult trying to engage with the show on like a fandom level and talk to people if everyone wants to talk about this one thing that you don't really want to talk about.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I think that speaks a lot to um, like greatness is how we can all see it a different way. And, like, I I deal with it a lot in, like, any piece of media where it's like, here are two friends, and these two friends always end up, by the end of the show, going one of two ways. They either end up as a couple, or they end up finding a romantic partner... And no longer being as close to friends as they are that they were at the beginning, and that's a very painful thing to watch when you don't experience <laughs> romantic attraction. It's like, wow, all the people you love really dearly are going to eventually replace you. That's not that's not a good feeling to have.
0: It's not a good cultural narrative. We put a lot of emphasis on like how the the way having a romantic partner is supposed to fulfill people, but like platonic relationships are so important and i really yeah i really hate that too that it's always expected that they're either going to get together or everybody's going to end up neatly with like a little partner at the end and it's like i don't know man like why do we have to act like romantic love is the only kind of important love
2: yeah and with utina and anthe it was it was it, it the last episode it it really hit hard um, for for Luke and I we both you know had we, we both had struggles with like um, depression and not having a lot of friends and other things like that and it was like the the ending scene of um, Utena opening the coffin and reaching out to auntie is one of these moments where it was like holy crap that's for me that's Luke reaching out to me, and it was like, and now I'm bawling my eyes out.
0: <laughs> we definitely cried when we did our episode about the series finale. We cried while we were talking about it.
1: The whole we were, we were like in tears the entire last like episode and a half. I mean, yeah,
0: oh, it was it was a lot. It was good. I I love the last episodes, even though they break my heart so hard. Yeah. It's
2: it's it's one of those scenes where like, I want other people of my friends like to watch the show to get to that scene because that one scene I think it it spoke a lot to me and obviously it speaks to everybody in that who's watched the show and it's like you gotta get through all these other episodes you gotta get through the bad scene you gotta get through that <sighs> scene you gotta get through that scene you gotta get it through it
1: always comes back to it though
2: you, yeah you gotta get through you got you gotta push on when you get to that ending episode it's gonna rip your heart out and you're gonna see it and it's gonna be a good and a bad feeling because you're gonna be crying and you're gonna be like that hit me so emotionally hard and for me it became like this big this big metaphor for the importance of of friendship and how important friendship is and how if you make it into a romantic relationship for me it loses all of its like importance because it's like that's not how I experience things. And it's like, you know, the whole the whole point of Utena is their friendship. And it's like, the the last thing she says going into that duel with Akio, it's like, Tokuna Sanji, like, only a fool believes in eternal friendship. And she's like, I am that fool. And then I'm just bawling my eyes out, because it's like, this is how... Luke's gonna Luke's gonna watch listen to this podcast later and be like, Oh my god, Chloe, you went on this, this podcast and name dropped me. Um, but it's like, oh my god, this is how I see Luke and I's relationship. And that's just how it is.
0: Yeah. And I feel like there should I've I feel like we're in, now in a little bit more of a a more accepting time, I think, and people are at least, as far as what I get, I'm my experience with the Utena fandom is uh, relatively recent. I mostly started engaging with the fandom as a whole like after I started doing this podcast. I it seems like we're in a time where people are more accepting of uh, different interpretations of the content of the series and the movie and the manga. It, it, I I get the impression that in the halcyon days of yield internet internet, uh, people could get, like, a little focused on, like, one interpretation of a show, and then everything else is, like, heresy. But it seems now that, like... Now, especially with the Uchna fandom being so small, people are a little more welcoming to listen to other types of opinion. But... I have had a pretty good experience with the Utena fandom so far. So, I I don't really know necessarily if that's the case, but that's how it seems to me. And I'm glad for that. I'm glad that people are not uh people are, are I'm glad that people are being more open to different points of view about this thing that we all love because I don't like it when people yep. are mean to each other. There's no no point in it.
2: Ultimately, I think it speaks to how good of a piece of media Utena is that it can be a vessel for these different points of view absolutely that that it that two people can can watch it and read it two different ways and these two ways can are completely valid both because you know it's their their personal connection but both you know you can back it up with things in the show um and what's hinted at in the show and what imagery is in the show and that's what i think makes utana uh such a good piece of media and why i love it so much
0: Heck yeah. Yep. I think that I think that's a good note to end on. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you could do that at Utsinacast. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you could do that at MPandanata. Alice, where can they find you on Twitter? They can
1: find me, as always, at Lyrewolf. That's spelled L-Y-R-E-W-U-O-F.
0: Uh, Chloe, I don't know if you're on Twitter, but uh, do you have anything that you would like to promote that you do on the internet? It's okay if the answer is no. I uh, do you have a Twitter. You can follow me at
2: ChloeMonx2. That is K-L-O-M-O-N-X-2.
0: <laughs> if you would like to support the podcast, we are a Patreon-supported podcast, and you can find the link to that where anywhere that we can be found on the internet for the most part. And if you would like to come on the show, I know that uh, I'm in talks with people to come on. And if we have talked about it before, I've not forgotten about you. We just have to figure out how to fit everybody in the schedule. And I'm not good at scheduling things, so I'm doing my best. But uh, I do want to have everybody who's expressed interest in coming on the show on. And I'm very excited to talk to all of you like we just talked with Chloe tonight. And if uh, you would like to follow us on Tumblr, you can do that at imaginemeandyutna.tumblr dot com. And I think that's all of our things. If it isn't, then I don't care. Revolutionize the world, everybody! See you
1: later.